Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. fly. And welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is episode four, and this episode we're going to be talking about uh, all things kind of COVID-19 related, shelter in place, quarantine, kind of how that affected us and how we've um, kind of coped with those situations. Um, I know it's been kind of a scary and unknown and stressful time for a lot of people who've dealt with a lot of unknown um, situations, outcomes, and kind of how to deal with this whole um isolation and shelter in place and like mandated things from people and stuff that's outside of their control. Um, I know that uh, when this all kind of started, I noticed that you kind of um, started turning to um, kind of some old habits and some old ways. If you want to maybe kind of talk about what you felt or noticed at the beginning of this um, shelter in place when it all kind of started. Yeah, so like Kevin said, um, when this first began, like for probably every single one of us, um, it was a very scary, unknown time. And for me, and I know I'm not alone in this, but fear comes from not knowing. And so I had no clue what to expect, what was going to happen, how bad it was going to get, how many things were going to close. Our work closed down, so I was like fearful of how long was that going to go on. And so there was all these emotions kind of playing around fear of the unknown and everything that was out of our control or my control. And that caused a lot of stress for me on top of being worried about, you know, COVID-19 and the virus and what was going on and having both my parents, you know, be high risk, you know, being elderly. My mom has asthma, breathing problems, really bad So that stress for like their health and well-being as well as like Kevin and myself, like there was just so much unknown and that was out of my control. And that's one of my biggest triggers of like stress is when I don't know what to expect and when things are out of my control. Because for the most part, I like being in control. Well, I think just that routine, that daily routine and having like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is the time I'm going to be doing it. And that leads to that comfort of this is just where I do and what, I, what I'm what i doing at this time of day. Right. And I don't think I'm like a typical strong like type A person where it all has to be my way and this is how it is. But I'm definitely one where I like to know what to expect a little bit. Yeah. And there is, you know, fun and surprises and things like that. But in terms of dealing with like COVID-19, the shelter in place, everyone going crazy with like buying toilet paper and cleaning supplies and just like so much like things that we've all never experienced before. It was a really scary and unsettling situation for myself and all of us. Um, Well, I think that was the kind of the, one of the most difficult things is like things were being bought up at the stores in bulk and then we were still working at that point. So it wasn't like we could go buy things up and then by the end of the day there's no stock left so it was, right. it was so, i think extremely stressful not knowing like okay are we going to be able to get toilet paper are we going to be able to get right. cleaning supplies and are for we... us we didn't have any of that right we don't have like a huge pantry full of food we buy for what we need and then we replenish as we need it every week we get 
like our produce right. and that so kind we of didn't stuff. have like this surplus of if grocery stores just shut down right now we wouldn't have had anything and i think that was causing us stress as well and then trying to get to the grocery store and the mad chaos that it was and then not knowing if it's safe to even go to the grocery store and well, and then there was no rules at the grocery stores at that point so were, there like, was bumping just into people like people, people were running full of like, food and just it was so being someone where i'm already nervous about the unknown going into that situation that first day we walked into like the grocery store to actually get stuff it was like a huge anxiety for me because it was already like a cluster of people all freaking out, which made me freak out. Um, and then kind of to answer your question in a long roundabout way is I did feel myself start somewhat spiraling out of control. And I think that's what really happened to get me to 500 pounds was I felt things were spiraling out of control and I didn't have control. And so that made me turn to food more and more and more, which led me to weigh 500 pounds. And I definitely noticed right at the beginning of all of this, those same feelings of the world feeling like it's spinning fast around you and you can't control it. You right. can't stop. You can't do anything about it. And those old feelings kind of started turning up. And I would say probably for the first three weeks of shelter in place, because where we are in California, like everything shut down, like everything except grocery stores and the doctor, essentially, essential like businesses everything were, yeah. shut down. Um, there was restaurants, <laughs> there was grocery stores, and that was pretty much. And so my immediate reaction was being fearful, anxious, scared, nervous, sad. Um, I using food to comfort definitely turned to food for the first three weeks. And it was something I couldn't control. And it was something I was aware of. So that was already, I felt kind of proud of myself because with recovery and eating disorder recovery and all this work I'm doing to overcome that relationship with food that I have, the number one thing is admitting it and realizing it's going on. So I already knew I had that for me, that I knew I was doing it, but I couldn't stop. Right. And I was so sad and scared and stressed and nervous. And all I wanted to do is eat. And I'm not one who talks about my feelings. I'm not one who's vocal and is like, you know what? I'm stressed out right now. I'm scared. You know, when my mom would call to check in, um, all I want to do is sit on the phone and cry. And I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Like, I'm doing okay. Yeah, this is, you know, kind of sucks, but I'm fine. Friends would call, text, same thing. Um, because I'm not one who ever wants to show my emotions and it is something I'm working on. And this immediately brought me back to that because I felt a little bit ashamed. Number one, am I freaking out for no reason and I'm going to get judged or put down or made fun of because I'm freaking out? Or am I not freaking out enough right. and taking this seriously enough that people are going to be like, why aren't you taking this seriously? People are dying all around you and you don't even care. So it's this weird mix of, Am I freaking out too much or am I not freaking out enough? So then I just didn't say anything about it. Um, and I think that was one of the number one things that was adding to that overconsumption of food or turning to food for comfort because I wasn't allowing myself to truly express how I was feeling. Right. And so then you turned to your old ways of turning to the food and using that as your comfort. Was there any point like when you were doing this that you thought like, I'm going to end up going all the way back to where I was when I started this journey? 
Um, I wasn't afraid of, and I feel like now even dealing with some of these same issues or with weight gain and trying to lose weight again, inside my head, I know I'm never going to get back to 500 pounds again, but there's always that fear of what if or how high am I going to allow myself to go before reeling it back in. Right. So it's partly of, I know I'm not going to ever get to 500 pounds again, but there's also that, but I don't know how far I'll go. Right. To get there. And it's always a fear of mine. Um, and so when this started happening, two things started happening immediately. The first one was I was aware of what I was doing, but I couldn't stop. Right. And I started freaking out like, oh, my gosh, how much am I going to eat? How much weight am I gaining? I don't know how to control this. I can't go see my therapist. Right. I can't do anything about it. I can't change the situation. I can't get out of this situation because we're all home right. in the same thing, going through the same thing. Um, and then the more news stories I saw, the more on social media of all of these awful things happening and people suffering and right. being away from their families, it gave me huge anxiety and I just started freaking out right. more. And I would say recently too, you've turned to exercise as a way to cope with this thing, but with all the shelter in place that's gone, that was on in place at this point, the gyms were all closed down. Right. And so at that point too, like you hadn't kind of discovered a routine or how this was going to work as like a home workout situation. Right. So it really definitely felt like everything was out of my control. I was overeating and I was worried about what would happen if I continued overeating. But at the same time, I felt like it. this is not a normal time right now. This is not a normal situation where we're just home, not working, living life at home because it's our choice. Like we're in a pandemic. We have this crisis going on all over the world. We're asked to stay home to save lives. I told myself I need to be a little bit more patient, a little bit more loving, a little bit more understanding with myself. Right. And if I gained a little bit of weight because of shelter in place, I told myself I have to be okay with that because we're all dealing with this differently. And if I sit here and I am putting myself down saying, you have to eat this, you have to work out, you have to do all this because you're home, it was adding more stress. And all I had to do was figure out how am I going to get through this day the best way I can. And if it was turning to food a little bit more, eating a little bit higher calories, having a glass of wine every night, which I never do, I had to be okay with some of those choices because I knew this was not a normal situation and I had to get through it the best way I can. I think too, we realized that it wasn't going to be a permanent, this is just our the only way it's going to be. It's going to, at some point, there's going to be, I'll put it in quotes, a new normal. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be a new routine and there is going to be a new way that the world works and that life goes on. Right. And so I think for me, um, it was hard because there was that balance of, yes, it's okay to be doing this and freaking out and having some wine or doing this because things aren't normal right now and I'm trying to figure out what a new normal is going to be. But at the same time, I was so freaked out of, I've been working so hard at my eating disorder recovery. I've been working so hard at losing some weight again, making right. the steps I need to to fix these issues with the swelling and the fluid in my body. And I knew that the extra calories or the extra sodium from the fried food I was eating or the alcohol, it was honestly splitting. I have like a wound on my arm from the swelling. It was splitting it more and more. So the worse I was eating, the worse 
my wound was. was splitting and my swelling was getting. So it was that balance of figuring out, okay, this isn't working all the way out to one side of a completely overeating, whatever, but I don't want to get all the way on the other side where all I'm focused on right now is trying to lose weight while we're at home. So what what helped you like flip that switch and get locked back in? Like how, what, what was that moment that helped you decide, okay, I'm going to get back to eating healthy food and not maybe taking as many, I'm not going to say cheat meals, but treats and mm-hmm. maybe making excuses to um, allow yourself to eat these other Right. I think the biggest thing that helped me in this shelter in place with that overeating, turning to food, the emotional eating was allowing myself to feel whatever I was feeling. If I was sad, I allowed myself to be sad. If I wanted to sit all day in bed and cry all day, I allowed myself to do that. Um, If I wanted to go sit down and write in my journal, take a bath, if I had to call a friend, if I was angry, I allowed those emotions to come out. You know, I stopped watching the news as much. I started focusing on all the positive things in my life and being thankful for everything that I have. Um, And it was really switching that mindset of, you know, and someone told me this quote, you're not stuck at home, you're safe at home. And I think that quote really stuck with me. It's like, yeah, all of this is out of your control, but you're home for a reason and you're home during this pandemic and you're home you know, with everything going on in the world and you can't control it. And I had to reel it back in and say, but I can control myself. And if I'm sad, I have to allow myself to be sad. If I'm angry, I have to be allowed myself to be angry. I can't worry what others are going to think about that. If they think I'm overreacting, underreacting, need to stop crying, should get over it. Um, I had to let all of that go and allow myself to be one with myself and feel what I was feeling. And I think that was the biggest switch and trigger for me was allowing those feelings and emotions to come out. Because once I did that, I wasn't wanting to turn to food because I was actually dealing with what was going on instead of trying to cover it up with eating. So by not holding all of those emotions in and kind of saying, oh, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay," You admitted, "Okay, I'm not doing so well right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really having a hard time. I'm going to let those feelings be, let them go, put them out into the world and kind of move on. Exactly. And I think that's something that definitely helped make that switch. Right. I think, too, at that point, you decided, okay, and realized, okay, I'm not going to be able to go to my gym and do my regular routine. And I obviously am not feeling the greatest sitting around, not exercising, not moving, whatever. What did you do to find a new kind of exercise and outlet, like physically? So once I allowed myself to feel those emotions, I kind of said, okay, this is what's happening. This is what you can control. So you can't control if you wake up one day and you're hysterically crying all day, but you can control to let those emotions go and then choose to move on. So I said, we need to figure out a new normal, a new routine and stop being stuck, focusing on everything you can't change, upset that the work you can't go to work, upset that you can't go to the gym, upset that you can't do this or that or that. You had to focus on what I can do. And I think I had to find a new routine and something that worked for me. So I used to think, well, I should just work out in the morning, get it over with. Everyone says work out in the morning. Um, And so I would try those things. It wasn't working. So I said, okay, what? go back to the basics. What works for you? Go back to as much of a normal routine as you can. And for me, I used to work out right away after work, six o'clock, and then come home, shower, and have dinner. 
So that's kind of like the new routine I started doing for myself was I would wake up, get some work done, do emails, do whatever I had to do, get my work done. And then at six o'clock, no matter what, I started doing my workout. I found different workouts to do. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and tried new workouts such as ballet and dance. Um, my friend has an app, a workout app. So I've been trying to do her apps because it actually gives you a schedule of what workouts to do each day. Um, my gym was posting workouts each day. So I got into a routine of let's just switch it up and not do one of the same thing over and over again because then I started getting bored in my house by myself doing my workouts. Um, so I started switching it up and just having fun and having that somewhat schedule of, okay, it's six o'clock, it's time to do my workout, then I shower, and then I'm done for the day. There's no more emails, there's no more work, there's no more, and I can relax the rest of the night and kind of just take that me time, which is so important for our mental health, especially with everything going on. Like our mental health is so important. So I knew right when I did my workout, that started my me time, that started my mental health time, that started my check-in with myself, make sure I'm doing what I need to. I and think I, otherwise you just fall into that loop of, okay, let's go sit on the couch. You get sucked into the couch. You watch all these tr movies. Yeah, you trust just, me, I did. I watched, You have that negative cloud just sitting over in you and you're just stuck right. in it. And I think by you doing this and, and saying, okay, this is the new normal for me, I'm going to create this new routine. I think that dra drastically pulled you out of that rut of mm -hmm. eating whatever it is that I feel to cope with the things that I'm feeling while I'm not really letting them out. You created that situation to help right. yourself out of it. I was able to control what I could and let go of the rest. And I think that definitely was a huge change and shift in my mindset is I like I said before I when I don't feel like I have control things start freaking out for me so I had to let all of that go trust and have faith that things were going to work out this was going to get better it wasn't going to get like this forever you know keep praying sending love to all the essential workers everyone who's working so hard to keep us safe to having our groceries to delivering our packages you know, keep praying and sending all of those people so much extra love. But then I had to kind of shut the rest off and do my part, which was staying home, staying safe, doing what we needed to do, and then creating a new routine. And once I was able to do that, I started feeling so much better that I didn't even have any urge to want to turn to food. And it wasn't telling myself, you can't eat this. It was going back to, I'm choosing not to eat this way because I feel better when I do this. I and, don't like the way eating like this right. makes me feel. And the more you get back into that routine, you know, I started seeing fluid like flying out of my body. My right. body was changing so much. I started seeing muscle definition again. Um, I felt stronger. I felt good. And I think that just kept me going to just want to keep going and to make these right choices for me. And I still truly believe that when all of this is happening, we're in a pandemic, we're home, things are totally not normal. You do need to give yourself a little bit of extra grace and love and kindness and not be so focused on your body, a number on the scale, obsessing over what you're eating to a certain extent. But I also feel it's important to not let yourself fall back into those unhealthy habits those because old ways that's that you've just going to keep making it harder and worse for you. And for me, even though in the moment turning to food felt good and it was comforting in that moment, it just made things worse for me. And I was taking steps backwards in terms of my recovery, my goals, where I wanted to be. 
and it just made it harder. Right. I think too, once you start using that excuse or giving yourself that slack that it's easier for your brain to keep saying, okay, I'm going to keep giving this excuse and I can keep using it. And then, like we said, you fall back into those mm-hmm. old ways. And the biggest thing with making a huge change and something that's going to take a lot of time is like doing something that you can do over and over every day. And then your brain thinks, OK, I can do this. Right. As opposed it's... to giving that negative and letting it go. And then your brain, that's what it's going to do. Because a lot of us during this time, you know, and I like I said, I truly believe we do have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and love. But I also think this is a great time to use this as an excuse to throw everything out the door, everything out the window, you know, and say, I'm allowed to be eating this because I'm home. I'm doing my part. I'm home. I can't work. Oh, I am, I'm allowed to, to do this. I don't have to work out. I don't have to take care of myself or go for a walk or drink water. It's okay to drink wine all day and cheese platters and, you know, and start making those excuses. And while that is okay, it's not okay to have that fall into a habit, especially for me where I've worked so hard to not have that be my routine, to fall, get out of that, to recover from that disordered eating or that way I viewed food. And I think that is, for me, a not very healthy way to go about this whole situation is to allow yourself, yes, it's okay to do X, Y, and Z, but it's not okay to use that as an excuse to not do what's best or right for you. Because at the end of the day, it's all about doing what's right for you and what's best for you. And I knew for me, even if it was okay to eat a bag of M&Ms in the long term overall for my overall health, happiness, and well-being, that was not the best choice that I could be doing for myself. So I had to change things up to do what was right for me, no matter what else was going on. Right. So recently then too now, things have started to open up again, and we find ourselves feeling that stress, that anxiety, that unknown, that all of those things, how have you been able to stick to your routine? And how has that helped you kind of cope with that anxiety and that um, worry about what's going to go on and how that's going to play out? So I feel like in the beginning, I was so nervous of how long is everything going to close? When is it going to be open again? I don't know what's going on. And then I got to like a middle ground after like the third week of like, this is going well. I have this new routine. I figured out how to work from home, do my job from home, kind of work my workout routine again, my eating routine. I felt kind of in a groove. And then literally it felt like overnight here in California, we're in the Bay Area. It was like, boom, everything's opening. And it really was giving me bad anxiety again. Like how can we go from nothing only essential, only essential services. To all of a sudden, everything minus gyms and hair salons and nail salons are allowed to be open now. Like it feels like, in my opinion, it is going too fast. And I'll say it and I don't care if I say it. Um, I know we can't stay at home forever. I know we can't let the fear of what if or what could happen stop us from living our life and going back out there and actually living outside of our bubble of our homes and but I just feel like with what they're opening what they're allowing to opening what they're not allowed to open it doesn't make sense to me and again because I not because I can't control it and I want to be the one to say this can open and this can't but you can't control what others are doing and even knowing around us and people we know personally aren't following the shelter in place and things are open when they shouldn't have been open and you're seeing all of these things happen, 
you know, it made me so stressed out because not everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Things are opening that I shouldn't feel should be opening. Um, And I completely understand the struggle of the economy and people with their finances and needing money and needing work and needing jobs and all of that. So I think that's a double added stress because I don't think things are ready to be opening, but I'm also stressed because people are so stressed about money and their finances and taking care of all of that. I think too, the other part that has been really hard with this whole opening thing is they're saying, okay, open, but there's no guidance as to what rules to follow. Or you have multiple people, whether that be the state, the county, um, like a licensing agency or any of that, then you have three different sets of rules that you're trying to follow. And they're telling follow. you three separate things sometimes. So like that's added to the stress of trying to figure out, okay, how do we open this? Or how is that allowed to be open? Or what rules are you supposed to follow when you go here? Like it's been so... And then they tell you, you have to have six feet distancing, have social distancing, wear a mask, and no one does it. So it's hard to kind of, you know feel safe with things opening and how it is especially where we are i don't know how it is everywhere else but i can only speak from our personal personal experience is it just feels too much and i felt myself lately because especially here in the last week when things have really just started opening like quickly like very quickly right um i felt myself kind of spiraling out of control a little bit and my anxiety was at a all-time high i felt myself maybe getting a little bit depressed because not knowing again what's going to happen when things open not knowing when we go back to work not knowing of the severity that could happen with all these people and the cases still you know kind of rising where we are not enough tests happening where we are and that fear and uncertainty of what if and what can happen But then also having that kind of guilt or, you know, shame of why are you still so afraid of things opening when everyone else around us seems that they're totally fine with it. And I talked about this a little bit on my social media, but it's still like I talked about before, it's okay to be feeling that way. It's okay to have anxiety about going back to work. It's okay about having anxiety should your kids go back to summer camp or go back to school or It's okay to disagree with your neighbors. It's okay to disagree with what your friends are doing. Maybe they still feel safe sheltering in place and you don't see any reason why you shouldn't be socializing. And, you know, it. so everyone, it doesn't matter what it is. You're allowed to be feeling the way you're feeling. But I think for me, I had to let go of that. I can't control what everyone else is doing. Right. I have to bring it back in and say, I can only control what I'm doing. I can make sure I can help Kevin so we're both safe and we're both doing stuff to keep ourselves safe that my parents are doing what I, you know, are safe for them. You make sure we wash our hands. We make sure we wear our masks. We wear our masks. I'm very big on doing social distancing, wearing a mask. And the thing that makes me really mad is people who are saying, well, I'm healthy, I'm not going to get it, I'm not wearing a mask, whatever. And I think what people don't understand is the mask is helping other people too. Like your mask is not just protecting you. It's not protecting you from getting it, it's preventing you from, from passing it to someone Exactly. Else. And so those comments of people saying, well, I don't have to wear one, I'm good, I'm safe, I'm whatever, like in my opinion is disrespectful to everyone else you're coming in contact with. And so again, it comes down to doing what's right for you, doing what's best for you, even if you don't agree with what I just said. Ultimately, too, it boils down to you might not have symptoms, you might be healthy, and it maybe won't affect you the same as it will somebody else, but who are you coming in contact with? Right. Or who are you exposing unknowing 
that you don't have it or think you don't have it and you do, who are you exposing at that right. point? And I think that's the thing that gives me most anxiety is not about places starting to open, but knowing people aren't keeping their distance, knowing people haven't been sheltering in place, knowing people have been commingling and having parties and going to beaches and having big group settings, you know, working out in groups still in a gym or whatever it may be. People aren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And then now when it's open, people still aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing with things being open. And I think that gives me a little bit more fear with what's happening. And, you know, I totally respect you if, you know, where you live, everything's open and you're fine and you think things should be open and we don't have to wear masks. That's your opinion. And like I said, you have the right to feel how you feel and to have your opinion. Um, and I think that's also what it comes down to is making sure you do what you can, you do what's best for you, but also you have to be respectful of other people, whether that be you choosing to wear a mask or not. If someone has a differing opinion of you, you still should be respectful of that person's opinion. Couldn't agree because more with that. their feelings are valid just as much as your feelings are valid. What they think is right for them may be something that's different than what you think is right, but that's not you, that's them. Like they have to do what's best for you, them without you judging right. them or telling them what they should or shouldn't be feeling. So I think that's kind of what's helped me now is, I okay, I'm gonna openly say it. I'm scared with things opening up. I'm scared or nervous for what could happen with the numbers still rising, not doing enough tests, people not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, I'm scared and it feels overwhelming and makes me sad. Well, I think that's the most unnerving thing is they're running the same amount of tests every day, but there's also more places open and more exposure. So to me, that means they should be running more tests. And so I think all of that is causing both of us stress and anxiety because for us, we are going back to work. And I'm not saying forced is a way because no one's holding you know, oh. us hostage and forcing us to go back to work. But either we go back to work or we don't have a job. So right. we are choosing to go back because our work is opening but it doesn't mean we are not having some anxieties or concerns with it, especially with, you know. I think too, we followed the protocols and everything that we've been required to do. Right. And I think that's what helps is knowing we are doing everything we can to make sure our work environment is safe for everybody. Like we've right. gone above and beyond to make sure what we're doing is safe to be open, you know. And so I'm not fearful of like, work or what's going to happen like at work with us going back it's just with everything else opening and everyone else out there and doing their thing and having maybe no regard to anyone else because they're free now and they can go wherever and right. you know and people having this mindset of because things are open the pandemic must be over but i think too ultimately it's going to boil down to we still have to be in control of the things that we can control and think about the things that affect us on a daily basis. And at that point, stressing over all of that other stuff is only going to put you in a more negative place. So then we need to kind of reel it back into, okay, am I doing what I can to keep myself safe? Am I putting myself in a healthy routine as far as diet, exercise, eating, whatever that may look like for you? That's going to be different for everybody. And am I doing everything that I can to help myself my mental health. And my mental health. Right. And make everything that's within your power, just do everything that you can to make sure that you're taking care of you and those around you. And that's definitely, you know, Kevin and I have had, I don't know how many, thousands of conversations around this. Um, and it really comes back down to is 
Kevin's been so good with kind of keeping me grounded and reminding me with that because I do find myself spiraling sometimes, you know, and the what ifs start taking over for me and all of that. And so he really has to help ground me like we have to focus on us, what we're doing and making sure we're doing everything we can, wearing a mask, washing our hands, changing our clothes when we get home from work, eating healthy, doing our exercise because that's what helps us feel good as well as taking care of our mental health and not holding in anything we're feeling and i know that's a lot easier for me than kevin sometimes to express exactly how we're feeling um but it is something we're aware of and we know in order for us to continue being happy and doing the best we can at life right now when things are still turned upside down and things are crazy and unknown is controlling the two of us what we can do and kind of letting go the rest and you know i think that that is a huge thing for both of us to realize and that we, we wanted to share with you is you can't always control what's happening around you, but you always have control of how you react to it. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm focusing on. And, and I, I think, think too, within reason, like you can create your routine and your boundaries for yourself. I mean, sure, there's some things that are out of your control as far as like maybe work schedule, how things work there, or like if your kids have if you have kids, like their schedules and what that looks like, some of those things are out of your control, but you can still control a lot of aspects within those things to make yourself comfortable and help you be okay with what's going on. And that's like I said, is you can't control everything that's happening around you. You can't control everything that's happening to you, but you always have control of how you react to it and how you handle it and how you choose to let it affect you. I think how that's you view always it. Like your you can, control. You can always control whether you view things in a positive light or in a negative light. And right. How you view those things and how you that's going to control how you feel and react and all of those other things that you just mentioned. And so I think as much as I was hard on myself for the first three weeks of shelter in place where I was constantly eating and turning to my emotions. I think for me, and I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason that I kind of had to go through that to remind myself, you know what? That was three weeks of your life. Three weeks is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like Absolutely, yeah. for me to be able to continue on for the rest of this month, the rest of this summer, the rest of this year, you know, feeling like, okay, that happened, but now I feel more in control than ever. Right. There was a big light bulb moment that like, okay, right. I don't have to stay in this rut. I don't have to right. stay in this negative And it's place. not just with weight loss. It was a huge step forward in my recovery with my eating disorder, with my relationship with myself, my relationship with food that, you know, during that hard moment, I didn't realize it, but how much growth was happening during those hard moments that now I'm like, I've made tremendous progress in all of these things during this very unsettling time that I might not have if I didn't do that in the first place. Right. If I didn't choose to turn to food in the beginning, I wouldn't have had all of this progress and growth you Absolutely, know, happen yeah. that came from that. And I think moving forward, you know, I definitely feel more in control with my eating, with my workouts, with my body, with what I can control. And even with I think this is things a big... opening and going back to work, I still feel in that control that I'm allowing what I can't control, letting that go, but really just focusing on what I need to do to feel safe, to be happy, to be healthy. And that's all I can do to, and that's what's important. I think this whole shelter in place and quarantine situation has led me to realize that there's a lot of things that you think you're in control of that you really have no control over. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a lot more things that you do have control of that you maybe didn't think were things that you could um, control and be in charge of and make the decisions about. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things, I think, like you were talking about, that you, because of the situation and all of this, you learn to control things differently that maybe you didn't realize were out of control before. And I think, too, with all this happening, you take for granted so much in life that, you know, you were able to go to the grocery store whenever you wanted. You can go to the mall and pick up something if you needed it. Well, even you go know, to the grocery store and get whatever it you, is that you wanted. You can go get your hair cut or get your hair done whenever you wanted or go to the nail salon or, you know, so many things we took for granted that maybe sometimes we would complain about or say, oh, my God, I don't want to have to go to the store today. Or, you know, for me, sometimes because I'm so busy and I love getting my hair done. But sometimes it did feel like an inconvenience because, okay, now it's time to get my hair done, get my roots touched up. You know, I have so many other things to do. Let's go get that done and then go do this. You take those things for granted that, you know, think will always be there. You'll always be able to do. And reality is it's not. Like it's a privilege. It's, you know, something that Absolutely. you don't have to be doing, but we do it anyways. And that some people never have the opportunity or the way to do it right that you know is something normal for us like getting my hair done is a normal thing for me but i did realize that those things were taken for granted or calling a friend just to say hi and to check in is something that we take for granted because we're so busy at, you want to get this you want to meet up here do you want to do this that you're not checking in with people more and i think that's a positive that came out of all this i think as a community, as a state, as a world, as a country, whatever it is, that hopefully we've all come to realize how small the world is and how alike we are Absolutely, and to come yeah. together to fight this pandemic, but to also realize we are such, it is such a small world and we are in this together. And I think that's been a beautiful thing to see is how much we've all come together in this, you know, and right. then going off of you know the gratitude and being grateful is really stepping back in our life and realizing what's important what's not and to really be thankful for all the things you have things and life. opportunities that we have right. on a daily basis that many times before this were just kind of like you took for granted right so i definitely think as stressful and as hard and as scary as this whole pandemic shelter in place has been you know, and how much I've struggled and everyone's struggled in their own way with I think this. it's been very enlightening for a lot of people to kind of reground themselves and refocus on a lot of things that... And remind themselves what really is important in were life. We're kind of pushed to the back burner because there was so much going on and so much chaos that... And, you know, people realizing, you know what, I work all day, every day, all day long. And now having to step back from that, you're actually living your life and enjoying things you never gave yourself time or permission to do. And I think that's such a beautiful thing for people to realize just how much they were taking their life and their time on this earth for granted right. and really had to step back and focus on what truly is important to them, you know, and make those hard decisions or choices to really reel it back in and say, what do I need to do that's best for me? And I think that has been a huge positive that has come out of this amidst all the, you know, Absolutely. craziness, but... So before we wrap this up, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to all the healthcare workers, all the doctors, all the delivery, the grocery store workers, the, people the who teachers. Keep those supply lines open and have kept we the world going. We just want to send a huge thank you. We appreciate it. We see you. We know how hard you're working. 
And it has truly made a difference to us, to everyone, for the sacrifices, the hard work you put in to make sure things still keep running as possible, as best as possible possible. during such a crazy time, you know? And the doctors, nurses, thank you for everything you're doing. Um, It truly is. You're, you guys are the true heroes. So thank you so much um, from the bottom of our hearts. We just wanted to give a quick thank you to everyone. Um, and remember to be kind, loving, respectful to one another and to continue to send love out to the whole world. So we uh, would also like to thank everybody for listening and supporting us with this new uh, adventure for us. Um, in, another way you can do that would be to like, listen, and uh, subscribe or rate us on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, And without further ado, we'd like to say thank you and remember, it's never never too late late to fly. fly.